From the Edwin Cardinal O'Brien Pastoral Center in Washington, D.C., home base for the Archdiocese for the Military Services USA, this is Catholic Military Life, the only official podcast of the Archdiocese. And I'm your moderator, Taylor Henry. Joining me today is filmmaker Tim Moriarty talking to us from New York City. Tim, uh, welcome. It's great to be here, Taylor. Thanks for having me. And Tim, you have just completed a uh, a uh, film on the life of Father Capadano. It's called The Field Afar, The Life of Father Vincent Capadano, and it is now airing on US ABC TV affiliates across the country. Um, well, first of all, g- give us a little background for the listener who's not uh, familiar with the life of Father Capadano. Who was Father Capadano? Sure. Uh, so Father Capadano was uh, he's a, a native Staten Islander. Uh, he was born in uh, 1929. Um, came from a large Italian American family. Grew up uh, grew up there in Staten Island. His older brothers uh, served in World War II, um, but he himself was uh, was too young to serve uh, and discerned uh, a vocation to marry Noel. Uh, he spent a year uh, at Fordham University while discerning that call, and then entered uh, entered Mary Noel. Uh, trained up in Austin, New York, um, and a few other seminaries that Marinol had, another one in the Midwest, uh, but then was uh, shipped off to serve with the Hakka in, in Taiwan, where he served for about six years, and then was transferred to Hong Kong. And while in Hong Kong, uh, Vietnam was really um, just just starting to become a major crisis. And there uh, he, he would met you know, servicemen who were on leave, uh, and, and felt a, a strong call towards helping uh, these men and women in harm's way in Vietnam, requested to uh, become a, a chaplain to the Marine Corps, um, went uh, and joined the Navy, uh, that this was uh, accepted by his superiors, and then um, went you know, off to uh, serve for uh, his first uh, first tour with uh, the Marine Corps. He was with um, 1-7. Not too far from Chulai, uh, served with them for about a year, uh, requested an extension, and then he went with three five, um, and then eventually in 1967, on September 4th, he was killed in a major major battle called Operation Swift. Um, and so I mean, he, there's more more to be said, but <laughs> sure, yeah. Uh, so uh, he was a, 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 a U.S. Navy chaplain assigned to the Marine Corps. He was killed in action. He was unarmed, right? He was unarmed. He, absolutely, yeah. So one of the things that was truly unique about Father Capadano is that he insisted on accompanying the men on their combat operations. And um, he would go the one of the Marines that we spoke to in our film, Henry Hernandez, was a, he's a remarkable man who became Father Capadano's aide and bodyguard during his first tour. And so he talks about what it was like to go to the briefings. Father Capadano, you know, insisting that he was going to join the men. Uh, sometimes the uh, you know, the commanding officer was wasn't so sure about that because of the danger. But Father Capadano just felt very called to be with the guys who were, you know, really in, in harm's way. Um, and so yes, indeed, he uh, he uh, served. Um, Operation Swift was was uh, was in a way it was typical uh, of what he had been doing throughout his time in Vietnam, which he would go from Marine to Marine. Um, offering last rites, um, offering words of encouragement. Um, what's, what was really remarkable, I think, about Father Capadano and what, what I think um, we were able to do in the film was 
he really comes to life in the stories that were shared with us by the Marines he served. Um, they, there was a, one man named Jim Hamfelt says that he thinks about him a dozen times a day. He's been doing that for the last 40 years. So that, that the kind of impact he had, that you knew that this, this incredible um, father-like figure would be with you as you enter into these battles was something that they've never, ever forgotten. And I've had a chance to look at the trailer for the film. I haven't seen the film yet. Looking forward to seeing it. Uh, anyone who wants to see the trailer can go to uh, www.thefieldafar.com forward slash trailer. And you said that uh, some of the uh, uh, interviews you did with those who served with Father Capadano and knew him brought him to life. Uh, one of the things I noticed on the trailer was that you were able to take uh, some of the still photos of Father Capadano and bring them to life. How, how did you do that? Yeah, so well, one of the things that we did in this film was we um, uh, we relied on archival footage. So there was a sense in which we wanted to um, try and... Uh, there's no way um, that one can ever... Uh, through just watching a film, understand what it's like to be in a combat situation. There's just there's no way. But what we wanted to do was try and share some of the footage that's out there. Um, the Marine Historical Division was just um, incredible in giving us a lot of combat footage, oftentimes operations that Father Capadano served in. Um, the Father Capadano Guild was incredibly generous in sharing with us footage. And so what we did, we tried to work um, in terms of uh, some graphic effects, try and bring the images to life uh, to try to... Uh, some of the montages were created to try to give a feeling of what it was like to, you know, to be out there, um, you know, in the middle of nowhere, you're, you're stepping into a, a booby trap. So that was one thing that we, we put a little time into um, in the edit, uh, was to, uh, yeah, to create the feeling uh, of what it would be like to be out there. So we had a great, you know, great team that was able to, to bring some of those images to life. When did you start working on the film? How long did it take to pull it all together? Yeah, sure. So, well, it, it took about, I'd say it was about a two-year process. I um, uh, came upon the story while working on a separate project for the Diocese of Brooklyn um, called Mysteries of the Church. And we were doing a, a program about local New York saints, or soon-to-be saints. And Bishop O'Hara, um, of, uh, an auxiliary bishop of New York, recommended Father Capadano. So went to Staten Island to do this short segment and realized that this was just incredible, an incredible story. Um, I had not known, and actually at the time, uh, Called and Chosen had not been released yet, so I actually was not aware that there was already another documentary in the works. So my mindset at the time was, well, this needs to be a longer-form documentary. So began to uh, share that idea with some of the folks from uh, the sales media of the Brooklyn Diocese and Catholic TV up at the Archdiocese of Boston. They were very interested and it gave some of the initial um, initial funding, and then was able to go to a lot of the local Staten Island community to try to you know also uh, raise additional funding to be able to, to carry this out. Um, and so the yeah, it's about a two year process. A lot of it was first getting the fundraising, and then then trying to um, get the interviews. Um, that was what was truly. Um, uh, I, we didn't quite know what it was going to be until we we would sit down with the veterans, and sit down with members of the family. Um, uh, George Phillips uh, and Mary Priest of the Guild were just invaluable in, in, in helping us and, you know, making, uh, giving us some contacts with different Marines. Um, 
we did a long interview with George Phillips, who, who really plays a key role in the film. Um, he then introduced us to J.D. Murray, who was the commanding officer of 3-5, which was the battalion Father Capitano served in uh, the day that he died. Uh, again, as I said, Henry Hernandez, who's a, uh, his aide and bodyguard. There's a Leo Rosetta, a Navy... Uh, uh, he was a medic who was there, has an incredible story about Father Capitano. Various other, John Scafati, Jim Hamfeld, a number of other uh, veterans who, um, who helped us. One of them told me, Jim actually told me, he said that um, to share some of these stories is, is incredibly painful to him. Uh, but he said that he, he was willing to go there because he wanted people to know about this, this man. So then he looked at me and he said, so you better do a good job because <laughs> it hurts. <laughs> so that was, yeah. Well, the trailer's any indication you've done a, a great job, Tim, Tim Moriarty, oh. the uh, the uh, producer and uh, creator of the film now airing on uh, ABC uh, TV affiliates nationwide. Uh, it's called The Field Afar, The Life of Father Vincent Cappadano. And uh, you mentioned the guild, the Capadano Guild. Maybe we should back up and share with our listener the, about the guild. It was uh, created in 2013 by His Excellency, the Most Reverend Timothy P. Brolio, Archbishop for the Military Services, to promote the cause for canonization of Father Capadano. And that cause is uh, now before the Holy See's Congregation for the Causes of Saints, and we're uh, awaiting word now on uh, what their decision will be. Um, Tim, so uh, let's uh, get into the, uh, the, the, the plot, the, the, the storyline of the field afar. Uh, is this a, a straight biography, or what, what is sure. your approach to exactly? Yeah, yeah. So we, um, we, we sort of trace his life um, we take it back to uh, growing up on Staten Island and spoke to a number of family members um, and their uh, memories of him, uh, and then touch upon his vocation to Mary Knoll. And uh, what's interesting is his family was a first-generation Italian-American, older brothers who served in World War II, but he was too young to serve. Um, but from a young age, he had a great respect for the military, I think because of uh, you know, hearing stories from his older brothers. Um, so when the war ended, he was just finishing up high school and, uh, he spent a year, uh, studying at the Fordham university before deciding to enter Marinol. He had, uh, we, we named the film, the field of far because, uh, the, uh, Marinol magazine used to be called the field far. And it was there that he learned about the, uh, very heroic missionary priests and nuns who were out, uh, especially in the far East. Marinol was, was focused on, um, a lot of work in China when they first began. They were, um, yeah, just a number of uh, martyrs came from that order. And I think um, what we learned about Father Capitano is those stories really sort of uh, put a flame in his heart. Uh, and he decided to join Mary Knoll, spent uh, years in seminary. Um, part of those years were up in Austin, New York. We spoke to a, uh, uh, a member of Mary Knoll who was a, a year a year below Father Capitano, and they were both... Um, became friends, and they would meet again later on when Father Capitano was stationed in Hong Kong. So he has some great first-hand stories of, of what it was like and what he was like in seminary. Um, then we trace his career as a, as a missionary in Taiwan. He was sent to, uh, sent to Taiwan, worked with a, a group of people called the Hakka, who uh, it was a very remote area of Taiwan, very, um, no 
kind of the niceties of, of modern life out there. Spent six years working with these people, um, and he, you know, he really loved it. Uh, there was some uh, tension uh, in the course of his uh, time with Marinol because he had he was re re-stationed uh, in his uh, after the six years were up, he was sent to Hong Kong, and that was very challenging for him because I think he he really liked the rugged life. He enjoyed working with the people out there, kind of out there in the sticks. And Hong Kong was a completely different assignment. While in Hong Kong, he was um, going through some kind of an inner a moment of inner inner turmoil, I guess you could say. But it was within that space of conflict and, and sort of anxiety that the sort of the inspiration to become a military chaplain chaplain came to him. And it's not exactly clear how that came about. Um, there's some talk that he perhaps met some servicemen uh, in, uh, in Hong Kong on leave. Uh, Father Chiapa, who was the Marian old priest I mentioned earlier, he was stationed in Hong Kong, and he tells us about going out to dinner with Father Capadano in Hong Kong, and, and they talked late into the night about his discernment of feeling called to become a chaplain to, to these guys who were facing just unbelievable um, hardships in, in Vietnam. The war was just really picking up. So he uh, requested permission, and uh, we, we talk about how that was granted, and in a few months, he was he was shipped off. Um, he joined. He wanted to work with the Marines, and the Marines use uh, their chaplains come from the uh, the Navy. So he he joined the Navy, uh, went to chaplaincy school, and then was sent to serve with the Marines. And then our our film really picks up where we we, we talk with some of the veterans who have served with him, and they they we, Father Capadano, at least in my mind, truly comes to life through the testimony of these men who he served with. Um, his first tour was with uh, 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 this one seven Marines in close to the uh, city of Chu Lai, and one of the great um, I think parts of the film is we talk spend a great good deal of time with Henry Hernandez, who uh, was Father Capadano's aide and bodyguard, and he sp- he speaks about how he came back to Vietnam. This was Henry Hernandez. This is his second tour. Because on the first tour, all of his he says all of his friends died, and he wanted to die. He felt this sense of guilt that he had survived, and so he signed up for a second tour. And he met Father Capadano, went to confession to Father Capadano, and he said his life was just transformed. And then uh, Father Capadano then asked uh, Henry to become his aide and bodyguard. And what's uh, I think truly unique about this story is that um, unlike other chaplains, uh, Father Vincent insisted on accompanying the men on the combat operations. So he went out there and nearly a dozen of these uh, combat operations. And Henry talks about trying to cover for him as he went from Marine to Marine, giving last rites, giving words of encouragement. Um, it, it's just an un- unbelievable kind of um, sense that he had that this is where he needed to be. It, was, it wasn't just back um, you know, where things were, were calm and as the men came back, it was literally in the moment where they were facing death, that he felt that's where, that's where he needed to be. So we, we traced that whole history, uh, and then, um, yeah, and then we, we sort of progress as the story, the story goes, but I'll let you, I'll let you jump in there. <laughs> well, the, uh, the, the, to remind our listener, the, the name of the film is The Field Afar, The Life of Father Vincent Cappadano, now airing on ABC stations across the country. Um, and I'm talking to Tim Moriarty, the creator of the film and producer Tim, where can folks go to get a, a regional uh, schedule of where uh, the field of yeah. will appear? 
So we have everything on our website. So the, the easiest way and the easiest thing to remember is just our website, which is www.thefieldoffar.com. So that's www.thefieldoffar.com. And on the website, we have a link to uh, the ABC broadcast, and there it's all listed in terms of local, uh, local affiliates. So not all of the affiliates, about 75% of the ABC affiliates around the country uh, picked up the film. Some have already aired the film. Uh, however, there's you know, a number of weeks left. Uh, we're also encouraging people, if they, if they want to see the film, to call their local affiliate, uh, their local ABC affiliate, because each of them has the, uh, the opportunity um, to air the film, uh, if they so desire, in this, in this six-week uh, window. Um, if, if it's not airing in your time or you missed it already, there is also a link there for DVD copies. And um, then within the month, we'll also have some streaming options if people want to watch it through Amazon or, or one of those services. That, uh, that'll all be updated on the website as we go. And I should add that uh, information can also be found on the Father Capadano Guild website, and uh, that is uh, capadanoguild.org. That's C-A-P-O-D-A-N-N-O-G-U-I-L-D dot O-R-G. And uh, you can also find more information about The Field of Far, The Life of Father Vincent Cappadano, a film now appearing on ABC affiliates across the country. Uh, this film started airing on November 17th. And uh, Tim, how long will it go? So we'll, we'll be going until uh, the first week of January. Uh, and so what it is, is a group called the Interfaith Broadcasting Commission. They have a relationship with ABC where I think it's about six films a year are shown through their local affiliates. So they uh, they chose our film to air this year um, in this uh, six week time slot. Um, so it's been yeah, we've had a great uh, great feedback so far. Uh, and some of the some of the um, affiliates, uh, you know, they're, they're airing it at different times. So you have to take a look at the uh, the spreadsheet. It's organized by state, so it should be fairly easy to figure out uh, where and when film uh, is airing in your in your area. Well, Tim Moriarty, tell us a little bit about you. How did you get into uh, filmmaking, and what drew you to uh, this story about Father Capadano? Sure. So I uh, my background was I was originally uh, a Jesuit seminarian for a number of years for uh, the West Coast. Um, I, I discerned that, you know, my call was elsewhere, uh, and I uh, got into acting. So I did an MFA in acting, moved to New York and, and acted uh, and have acted in a number of the television shows and films and things. Uh, but in that in that work, I, um, I I started to work closely with the Brooklyn Diocese Sales Media, and they have a local station here in New York called Net TV. And about three years ago, we were doing a program on local New York saints, and uh, a small portion of that episode was on Father Capadano, and that was my first exposure to the story. I read Father Daniel Mode's book, The Grand Padre. And uh, I would rec- really recommend that resource to people. It's a great, it's a great piece of work. You um, can find that on Amazon, The Grunt Padre by Father Daniel Mode, M-O-D-E. Fantastic, fantastic work. Um, and so after reading that, I felt inspired to uh, create a longer piece. Um, and as I was uh, doing this with uh, my co-producer, Jake Ehrlich, who's, uh, who did just a fine job on this as well, um, 
I realized that uh, Called and Chosen was just being created, which I, I also would recommend to people that you can find on the Guild's website. Um, so what we wanted to do is do something complementary. Um, so rather than having recreations with actors, we relied heavily on archival footage um, and did a lot with uh, Marine Historical Division, who gave us quite a bit of footage. Mary Noel gave us quite a bit of footage. So it's it's wait, watching both of these pieces, you can even, you know, they sort of complement each other. You get, to, you get to know this man more and more. Um, so that was sort of the genesis of, of the idea behind uh, doing this piece. Um, Catholic TV up in Boston, the sales media in Brooklyn, they, they uh, gave us the, the green light early on. And then there was a number of groups that came forward to help us with funding as we went. Um, it was sort of a leap of faith because when we began, we really didn't have much, um, but just sort of felt. Uh, that, that, again, inspired, uh, called to, to tell this story, and uh, you know, God opened doors as we went. Um, so it's been for me, it's been personally uh, um, very edifying. I think it's a very cynical time to be a Catholic, it's a cynical time to be an American, and a story like this can help renew your faith in the goodness of human beings, power of the priesthood. Um, so I'm grateful to have really. Uh, discovered this story and, and feel truly, truly uh, privileged and honored to share it with people. What does your film say about the moment of Father Cappadano's death? How do you present that in the film without giving it away, so to speak? Sure, yeah. Well, we, we, we have, uh, so George Phillips, who is the former um, uh, chairman uh, board at Father Cappadano Guild, he talks us through that moment. Uh, he was there at the day of uh, the day he died, Operation Swift, which was uh, 1967, uh, September 4th, which was uh, just a, a tremendous conflict that uh, the, the Marines. Um, there was a, a battalion that basically walked into a trap of 2,500 uh, North Vietnamese, uh, highly trained um, infantrymen, and it was a it was an incredible battle. Um, and so, so George talks us through that. We also had some other Marines who were there that day talk us through that. And then a number of, uh, so without, again, without giving, giving it all away, we also talked to the Marines who were um, served with Father Cappadano and the year previous to that and what their reaction was when they heard that he had died. Um, so, yeah, we really hear it through the perspective of those who were there that day um, and then how, how his death impacted the, the entire Marine Corps. It was a kind of... Um, it was an, you know, sort of an incredible moment for them. This man who was, who was in a way their guardian angel, um, who had passed away on the battlefield, and what that meant to them. Um, but what's remarkable to me was that this that this was the end of the story, and it's very very clear. Um, a lot of the Marines that we talked to say that they they think about Father Capadano every single day, numerous times a day, and um, it's almost as if, uh, and a lot of them didn't know that uh, um, that other guys all around the country were having the same experience of feeling you know, they maybe had a few encounters with him during their, their time in Vietnam. And now they're coming together and sharing stories. And I've had about, just in the last two or three weeks, about five or six emails from Marines who have seen the film, and then they were sharing stories that, that they hadn't uh, told before about their encounters with Father Cappadano. So there's so much, uh, so much... Uh, information, uh, there's so much yet to be learned and told about him. Um, 
And I mentioned earlier that the Father Capadano Guild is in the business of promoting his cause for canonization. I want to read a, a short little four-paragraph story off the Guild website. Uh, just by way of background, as you, you know, Tim Moriarty, uh, there have been numerous reports of favors received as a result of uh, intercessory prayer, prayer to Father Capadano. And uh, here is one of the most recent examples. After a year-long investigation of a miracle attributed to Father Capadano, the Diocese of Palm Beach has presided over the case's closing session at the Pastoral Center in Palm Beach Gardens. In early July of this year, 2019, Dr. Andrea Ambrosi, the postulator of Father Capadano's cause, came from Rome to meet with the bishop and judicial vicar of Palm Beach, as well as a medical expert used by the diocese to investigate alleged miracles. The miracle in question was brought to the Diocese of Palm Beach's attention in August 2018 with information detailing the alleged healing of a local woman who was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis and had fought a long battle with the disease since the mid-2000s. Her identity is remaining anonymous at her request. After hearing about Father Capadano's virtuous life and heroic death, the woman prayed for his intercession and healing throughout her illness. And in 2017, her latest MRI showed that the lesions in her brain were gone. She attributes this miraculous healing to the intercession of Father Capadano. So even in death, Tim, uh, Father Capadano still uh, has an impact on the faithful. He does, and, and that's, that is a very, very exciting development that I know, um, you know, I think that one of the work, one of the great works of the Guild is to encourage people to pray to, pray to Father Capadano for his intercession. Um, one, one, of the, one of the discoveries we made, uh, and uh, we in, include in the film, is Father Mark Bristol, who uh, is currently a uh, military chaplain. Um, he tells us the story of how he came upon the life of Father Capadano. Years, years later, he was stationed in Italy, met Father Capadano's Italian family, who told him about the story. And he came back to, to the U.S., felt the call to priesthood, um, went to the military archdiocese and heard more about Father Capadano, and then met his family in Staten Island. He tells us that, to this day, he feels that he, that, that, that he, Father Capadano is, is, is working in his life, that he's, he feels that he's continuing that legacy. So we see this. Father Mode had a phrase once where he said that, uh, Know, the work of a missionary is never over. Something to that effect. That that a missionary continues working after life, um, you know, after he's passed into the next life. And this is true with Father Capadano. I there's countless stories of how he is is interceding for us. Um, I think it's it's something that I would encourage people to to look into and and to pray to. Tim Moriarty, the creator and producer of the film The Field Afar: The Life of Father Vincent Capadano now airing on ABC TV stations across the country. And you can find out uh, information about uh, where it might be airing in your area uh, by going to the website, www.thefieldafar.com. Right, Tim? That's right. That's right. Yeah, you'll find all sorts of information there. and um, It would be easy to navigate. So, I, yeah, I appreciate, appreciate uh, you very much, uh, Taylor. And it's been great talking to you about this. Wonderful, wonderful priest. Thank you, Tim.